It's Monday, October 28th, and you are locked in to Locked on Badgers. My name is Asher Lowe, and I am the sports director here at University of Wisconsin Student Radio, WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. I'm also a contributor at BadgerBlitz.com, the Rivals affiliate for Wisconsin, and a play-by-play broadcaster. Excited to get basketball started this week. I also broadcast football and other sports here at UW. Every single day here on Locked on Badgers, I am bringing you the inside student perspective filled with stats, special guests, and all things Badgers, make sure you listen and follow for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can play Locked on Badgers on your smart speakers by saying play podcast Locked on Badgers packed show on this Monday. Everybody knows where we're starting. The number 13 team in the country and the number three team in the country, Wisconsin and Ohio State at the Horseshoe this past Saturday. I drove 16 hours round trip to get there and back. Over the last couple days, it was a tiring but very fun weekend despite the outcome of the game. Just a pleasure to be able to experience an environment like that at the shoe at Ohio Stadium. An amazing sports culture and environment surrounding the Buckeyes. I don't think it rivals Madison, Wisconsin, but it's pretty close. So one of the best environments in the Big Ten. They were loud, they were proud, and their Buckeyes showed out, especially in that dominant second half. We are going to get into it, cover all aspects of that game today here on the show. At the end of the show, I'm going to tell you my expectations for this Badger season moving forward. What would a successful season look like at this point for Wisconsin? Have they already lost all hope of a success this year? I don't think they have. I'll tell you about that later in the show. The hope is still there for the Wisconsin Badgers, but boy, a lot of it was lost in that second half on Saturday. Also, going to give you my three main takeaways from Saturday's game after our first break. But right now, let's look at the 38-7 win for the Buckeyes and what it meant for the Badgers. So the first half actually played out exactly as I expected it to. The rain was a factor, and I was broadcasting this game. Thank gosh we were covered up there, but broadcasting this game from the camera deck at Ohio State next to Ohio State Student Radio. I was on the call for WSUM Student Radio. And it started sloppy, sluggish, a defensive battle, and exactly the kind of game Wisconsin wanted to find themselves in, in truth, to come out with an upset win. So that the beginning of that game, that the periods of three and outs, punt after punt, that started this thing, and throughout the first half and throughout the day, in truth, this Badger offense completely lacked creativity. And when they did show spurts of creativity such as the Aaron Cruikshank Wildcat formation, good things happened for Paul Christ and this offense. But they expected, it almost seemed like, to win this game playing the Wisconsin way. By winning this game in the trenches, running the football, lacking creative, you know, innovative plays, giving the ball to JT, you know, letting Cohn make some short, easy throws that were high completion percentage throws. And that just simply isn't how you beat a defense that has two top five picks likely in their starting 11. And we'll get into those guys a little bit later. One of them in Chase Young, the starting defensive end, the junior, was extremely impressive. A career day. One of the greatest days I've seen from a defensive player maybe ever watching a college football game. He took over this game. Completely took it over. He was unblockable. But the game starts. The sloppy start. The first scoring 
play came on a 49-yard field goal by Blake Hobble. And the Badgers' defense, they were holding strong, did not allow a point in the first quarter. The Badger offense, as I mentioned, could not find a rhythm. And they were just kind of doing what they've been doing all season. The same exact strategy, just this time against NFL talent, against five-star talent all over the place. Ground and pound, you know, not a lot of vertical shots. That was the story for Jack Cohen and this Badger offense. And he missed a few throws early that could have changed things. There was a third and six following the big play from Aaron Cruikshank, the 27-yard trickeration. Cruikshank got a direct snap in the Wildcat in the first quarter. And that was the lone big play for the Badgers all half. And look at it. It came out of something tricky. It came out of mixing it up. We had not seen that look from Wisconsin all season. And you start to wonder, was Paul Chris saving some interesting, innovative things for this game? For this talented defense to get by them. And you get excited seeing Crookshank do something like that down the left sideline there in the first quarter. And then the Badgers have a third and six near midfield after that play. And Jack Cohn just completely misses Quintez Cephas on a slant route that probably should have been a first down. He threw it behind Cephas and it leads to another punt. You know, Gus Johnson on the Fox call, as I was watching the replay of this game, he said, oh, the first wrinkle of the game for Wisconsin on this Crookshank Wildcat. Well, I'll tell you what, Gus, it was basically the only wrinkle of the game that Wisconsin put in all day long. And that was the problem. Now, defensively, Wisconsin, they bended a little bit in that second quarter, but they did not break until, and this was the theme all first half, Wisconsin got Ohio State into a third and long situation. They had gotten off the field on third and 16. They had gotten off the field on third and six. And they had gotten off the field multiple times on third down. That was the stat I talked about coming in. The number one third down defense, Wisconsin, versus the number one third down offense. The Badgers were winning the battle until they weren't. A third and 13 with 47 seconds left in the half. It was Chris Olave, the California native, 1-7, number 17 for Ohio State with a backbreaker. Justin Fields found him over the top on third and 13 in a 3-0 ball game for a 27-yard touchdown that really felt like the dagger for Wisconsin, a very early dagger, of course, but the momentum killer for a Wisconsin defense that had played so well. But then, of course, the second half starts, and by the way, on that Olave play, it was Fayon Hicks who was really just beat in man coverage. They caught the Badgers off guard in man. And Ohio State, Justin Fields, made them pay to Chris Alave. You know, it would have been a 6 nothing game at half, likely, if Hobble had converted. At worst, 6 nothing Could have been 3 nothing given the conditions to kick in, although he had nailed a 49-yarder earlier in the quarter. But that was a backbreaker to Alave, no doubt about it especially with the lack of offensive production, and you just thought Wisconsin needed something special to happen. Well, guess what? The second quarter begins, and something special does happen. The redshirt freshman from Culver City, California, not a lot of playing time, but Alexander Smith makes a huge play on special teams as the Wisconsin defense picks up where they left off, forces a three and out, and the Badgers all of a sudden have major life, and then, oh my goodness, Jack Cohn, who missed throws in the first half, missed throws after this. Of course, ball security, did he lose the game for this team? Not entirely, but I was talking about the key with him being turnovers. He did turn over the ball twice, thanks to Chase Young. We'll get into him a little bit later, but Young was special. 
And all of a sudden, Cohn makes the throw of the season following the blocked punt, giving the Badgers the ball in great field position in the Ohio State half. And Cohn makes, I mean, one of the best throws I've ever seen live. I'll go on the record and say that. It was a perfect throw in between two NFL-level defensive backs. He finds A.J. Taylor for a touchdown in the right corner of the end zone. And all of a sudden, it's a 10-7 ball game, and the Badgers have a chance to come back in this one. They had a chance on third and six on the ensuing drive to get off the field near midfield. But then Alave came up clutch again on third down. The drive continued, and then the J.K. Jobbins show just began. He came in averaging over seven yards a carry, averaged over eight yards a carry in this one. 20 carries, 165, a pair of TDs. It was special from J.K. Dobbins. The read option was killing Wisconsin in that second half, just absolutely killing the Badgers defensively. They could not locate the football multiple times on those read option looks. I mean, there were three Badgers completely fooled by the keeper on first and goal at the Wisconsin 10. Just minutes after Wisconsin scored, Justin Fields just scampered in for a 10-yard score as three Badger heads turned towards J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields just kept it for an easy score. And these were quick hitters from Ohio State. I mean, they came fast and furious. The first drive after the Wisconsin touchdown just took two and a half minutes. The next touchdown drive, the ensuing drive for Ohio State, a minute 47. And the next one, two minutes, 20 seconds. Three straight touchdown drives. And Wisconsin has no way back. Coming up, my three big takeaways from this football game and expectations on where the Badgers should go from here. We've been talking about difficult things for Badger fans to swallow. The 38-7 loss to Ohio State. Here's something else difficult to talk about. Erectile dysfunction. And usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, you know, saying things like, I lost it, or we just avoided it altogether. Excuses, perhaps, like, I had a long day at work, or, you know, sorry, I'm just, just not feeling it tonight. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, it's safe, and it's totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com locked and complete an online visit today. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Once again, just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That is GetRoman.com slash locked. Asher Lowe with you here on Locked on Badgers. Here's my three takeaways from the big game on Saturday. Number 13, Wisconsin, and number 3, Ohio State. The 38-7 demolition in the second half by the Buckeyes put on the Badgers at Ohio Stadium. Three takeaways. And the number one thing is that I something I talked about, I mean, all week long leading up to this game. And something Badger fans have to realize about Ohio State and Wisconsin as programs. I talked about it with Alex Simpson a little bit, the recruiting analyst who came in, a good friend of mine who played Division One football himself, you know, had coaches sitting in his living room. And he told me, you know, I mean, you can't recruit like Ohio State if you don't win like Ohio State. 
And right now, the program histories just show that Ohio State is a different level of winner than Wisconsin has ever been. So what does that lead to? It leads to recruiting talent, and the cycle continues. The cycle just continues, and my number one takeaway from that game on Saturday is, boy, Ohio State's talent is just crazy. It's, it's wild. They're the best team in college football. I'll go on record and say that right now. They're the best team in college football. They have two guys right now, and one of them was the best player on the field on Saturday in Chase Young. They have two guys who are top five picks in yesterday's CBS Sports mock draft. The number four pick in that mock draft was Jeffrey Okuda, Ohio State corner, who is, I mean, just a lockdown corner in the secondary. Really limited what Wisconsin could do in the passing game. And Chase Young, a man who was unblockable, completely unblockable, had a career game did Chase Young. He started the year this year with four consecutive multi-sack games did Young, the junior from Hyattsville, Maryland, and it wasn't just multiple sacks. How about four sacks against the Badgers? How about two strip sacks of Jack Cohn that both gave possession to the Ohio State Buckeyes? Five tackles for loss. The strip sacks, I mean, just explosive stuff from Chase Young. But oh my goodness, you're telling me that Jake Ferguson, a very good player, but still a tight end, Jake Ferguson is going to be tasked with blocking the edge rusher, Chase Young. He's not blocking Chase Young. And he got completely blown by, burned, destroyed. And it's not even his fault. I don't know, I don't know why he's in that position in the first place. But he got burned for Chase Young's first strip sack. It was dominance from the junior. Unblockable all day long. Completely a game Wrecker in the backfield in a matter of seconds. It seemed like on every single play, it was rampant. The talent level is crazy, not just on the defensive side of the ball. How about J.K. Dobbins, over eight yards a carry? When you're running a read option with Justin Fields, the Georgia transfer, and J.K. Dobbins, a guy averaging over seven yards a carry coming into this game, I mean, yeah, it's hard to defend. These two guys are elite five-star talent kind of football players. How are you going to defend that? I mean, of course you're worried about J.K. Dobbins. He just burned you for a 25-yard run. And the Wisconsin defense, after the Badgers get back in the game, it's 10-7. And Justin Fields fakes the read option, or sorry, fakes the handoff to J.K. Dobbins out of the read option. And his option is to take it himself to the house, and he does. And four or five Badger players, you know, follow Dobbins for a second, and that's all the time Justin Fields needs. A dual-threat guy with one of the best running backs in the nation. Yeah, the talent is crazy. What are we expecting here? We're really expecting the Wisconsin Badgers, this team on the field, to hang with the Ohio State offense for four quarters? I mean, they did it so well for a half, but at a certain point, talent just wins football games. And talent was on display on Saturday. My second takeaway, finishing the half, that that play was a backbreaker. The Chris Olave touchdown on 3rd and 13. I mean, this team was off the field. They were about to get off the football field. Allowing probably what would have been six points in the half. And oh my goodness, to allow that over the top in man coverage to get burned like that. 
that quickly. It's completely took the air out of the Wisconsin sales and took away their momentum, although they got it back in that second half at the beginning of it, but the defense could never really recover after that big play. My third takeaway comes from a former Badger. You want to hear this one. A guy by the name of Monty Ball, part of the running back university tradition here at University of Wisconsin-Madison. A guy that played in the NFL. A guy that was a star for Wisconsin at the running back position. I'm going to read you a tweet of his. And I quote, this is a tweet he sent out after the game. And I quote, we can't be so one-dimensional all the time. The whole Wisconsin identity way is getting real old. We look great against the Kent States of football, but when it's time to actually play some football, this is Wisconsin. Some may not like this tweet, but it's the truth. End quote. You know, you may not like it, but Monty Ball is absolutely correct in diagnosing the problem. The solution is much harder to think about. You know, the Wisconsin way just doesn't work against better football players. You can't win in the trenches against Ohio State and their talent. It doesn't happen. The frustrating thing about, you know, broadcasting this game, watching everything unfold from a Badger perspective was just watching the same old, same old, same old of this offense get completely destroyed by first-round talent. And there had to be creativity mixed in. What was the one big play I go back to? The Crookshank creative wildcat formation that he took down the left sideline for 27 yards. That was the single big play for this entire offense in the first half. You had to get tricky. You have to shake things up. You have to show Ohio State things they've never seen before. Or you're not getting by the likes of Chase Young. And there was not much trickeration throughout the entire second half. The lone you know, touchdown for Wisconsin, the lone big play outside of that Crookshank wildcat formation 27-yarder was the best thrown ball Jack Cohn has thrown in his time as a Badger, possibly the best ball he's thrown in his life. It took that level of play to beat this, this Ohio State secondary to even score on the Buckeyes. This team can't be so one-dimensional, or they will find themselves getting destroyed by the likes of Ohio State year after year, which they found themselves doing now for quite some time. But how does it change? And it starts with recruiting. How does Wisconsin recruit with Ohio State? Some excitement in the offense, changing things up a little bit against superior talent would help keep Wisconsin in these big games. And let's be frank, to recruit like Ohio State, Wisconsin just has to simply win some big games. They have to say, look, they have to go to your living room and say, look, we competed here. We are an elite academic institution, but we competed with this program we beat them, look at this time we beat them, playing the Wisconsin way. We beat elite teams with elite talent, and we want to take the next step with you, that recruit. And we want to go to the college football playoff. That has to be the goal. Big Ten championships are not what this program, these fans, are expecting. A loss to Illinois, getting decimated by Ohio State in the second half, by not switching things up, by playing the Wisconsin brand that works against the golden flashes of Kent State but doesn't work against the Buckeyes, as Monty Ball said, is not going to win recruiting battles against the Buckeyes. Stay with us for Wisconsin expectations at this point in the season.
The now number 18 Wisconsin Badgers moving down in the rankings yet again for the second consecutive week. They have fallen 12 spots in just two weeks after back-to-back losses. They meet Iowa this Saturday, and we'll talk about that game a lot as the week moves on. But now they approach win-out, must-win-every-single-week territory to make it, to even make it to Indy in a season that started so promising. The number six team in the nation two weeks ago, sitting at 6-0, and now 6-2 and following back-to-back losses. So Wisconsin now, the expectations for fans have to be, and these are reasonable expectations. This is what fans should be expecting this team to go out and do. Beat Iowa at home. Beat Nebraska on the road. Beat Purdue at home. And beat Minnesota. Wisconsin fans should be expecting a win in that game. I completely believe it. Minnesota has played no one. They play Penn State. They play Iowa's. They will likely lose a game or two before that one. And that game will likely decide who goes from the Big Ten West and represents the conference in Indy against what will likely be Ohio State, although could be Penn State, barring an upset. Entering this bye week, Wisconsin has to refocus, get rid of those bye week blues after two straight losses, and simply the expectation for fans, for me, is this team wins out and figures things out against teams they should beat, against teams where you know, the Wisconsin way might work. Monty Ball's talking about you can't be better teams doing that. Teams with superior talent, you can't pull off big-time program-changing wins doing that, but it does work against the Kent States of the world. It actually works against most of the Big Ten in reality and has worked for a very successful Paul Chris tenure, although the inability to get to that next level is right now what's holding this Wisconsin football program back. And how do they solve it? That's a question that we will discuss for a long time here on Locked on Badgers. Thank you for tuning in. A bye week this Saturday. The following Saturday, Wisconsin back at home against Iowa. We'll be talking about that game all week this week and next week as we get set for the Hawkeyes and the Badgers. But right now, it's bye week blues time. Locked on Badgers will be back tomorrow and every single day of this week and next week. We don't stop for bye weeks. Maybe the football doesn't happen on Saturday, but we are not stopping here on Locked on Badgers. See you tomorrow, and as always, on Wisconsin.